When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. And we're back. What's up, Charity? Oh, hi. Oh, hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, girl. Hey. It's been a hot minute since we have not had a phone call to play. I know. I wish I could yell at the creeps, but we had an unfortunate voicemail incident with our server and lost them all. So if you called and left a voicemail and we have not played it, make sure you call back 603-212-4600 because we lost, I don't know, 50 or 60 of them. A lot of them. I apologize to our creeps. I feel horrible because I pre-listen to them and I don't. I play them off of the voicemail server when we play, and I don't have them. There are some really good ones in there. Really good ones. I feel horrible, but like I said, six zero three two one two forty six hundred and leave your voicemail again. Good job saying that nice and slow, Mark. I did because yes. a lot of people will say, "Hey, uh, you know what's even better?" Actually, I'll stop my thought there. Is when I get a text from Charity is like. Somebody's asked me what the voicemail number is, and I don't, I don't know, know it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. We only say it every single episode like eight times. Sorry. It's all good. It's also posted on social media. So if you go to Facebook or Instagram at Case Watch Podcast or Twitter at Case Watch Pod, it's all right there. Oh, well, that's good. It is. Do you know what else is good? What? I don't know. You don't know? No. Uh, just so everybody knows, there's a slightly used set of rollerblades now for sale. Oh my God! People only been used once. Loved that store. No, you're using them a second yeah. time, and I. We have to give the people what they want, guys. Pipe in. They do want overwhelmingly. This. They want this. If I'm gonna go back on those, I've realized I need arm pads. I need elbow pads, yes. knee pads, helmet. Maybe a walker. I'm not sure. The walker would be good. Could you borrow one from the neighbor? The I possibly neighbor? could. Yeah. I can go over and see if I can get one from them. Yeah, just step, baby steps. They'll be like, oh, you're getting old. I'm like, no, I'm trying to use my rollerblades. I'm trying to roll, roll blade. I had somebody who sent a message in to me and said, I laughed my effing A off because 
what's up with you boys? Because my husband tried to get on to our kid's little hoverboard thing. Didn't work out so well for him either. So here's another another story about my brother. Oh, boy. (laughs) He used to be a really big skateboarder, and he was really good at it. Like back in the day when he was a teenager. Me, not so much. So he found his old skateboard. And he tried to do an ollie. And I, I don't know if anyone knows what an ollie is. That's where you kick the back of the board and come up off, right? Oh, yeah. And boy, did he hit the deck. Oh, he hit oh, the, he hit the deck. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, deck. Oh, oh, I thought you the said something different. Deck. Sorry Mark. about that. Oh, so inappropriate over God. here. God. So inappropriate over here. Absolutely love it. I want to hear your guys' stories of trying to relive your youth. Oh, please do. I know a lot of us are, you know, pushing that age, upper age limit. We probably should stay off that stuff, but... I really love it, and I want to hear your guys' stories. I woke up this morning. I forgot, because I actually thought that was in the first episode, and I forgot it was in the Friday episode. Yep. So I actually had a message from my kid that oh. said, did I miss something? When did you rollerblade? And it's oh, like, Before no. you were alive, kid. It's been a long time. It was oh back God. in my teenager years. <laughs> so she got a good chuckle out of that whole story. If She actually knew half the crap her pops did back when he oh, was younger. Boy. You're lucky that you're an existence child because they did a lot of stupid things back in the day. Oh, boy. Oh, Charity. I'm going to jump in. I had some fun last week and doing the triple Ds, and I was like, you know, I want to do something a little bit different. All right. I'm, I'm excited. So I know we all have those friends that like to post their entire freaking life on Facebook. Yes. I have like seven or eight of them on my page that I just keep for pure entertainment. Really? Oh, my God. So many oversharers. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying, you know, it's good for our entertainment. Sometimes you never know what you're going to see. So I was like, if my friends are like this, there's got to be some douchebag criminals that are also oversharers. Ooh, I'm excited. Do we have a name for this one? Just no oversharers? We need a name for this. Um... Let's call it Loose Lips Sink Ships. I like it. There we go. I like that. I like that, too. I, I laugh because we had one that we did a couple months ago in the Triple Ds that kind of went along these lines where the person had quoted something on a, a news article and they ended up busting them. And I was like, got the wheels turning. So we're going to jump right in here. This is a segment where douchebags share way too much. So, featured as a warrant of the week by the Butler County Sheriff, Andrew Dale Markham was wanted for a slew of alleged crimes, including burglary, abduction, and domestic violence. Total douchebag trifecta right there. Definitely. You're stealing shit, you're stealing people, and you're hitting, probably, I'm assuming, your woman. I'm sure. So, you know, like the trifecta of stuff that makes you a total, total total douchebag wow you got three totals out of me i guess so tips on markham's whereabouts started rolling in from other facebook users markham could not help himself from responding to the post he went on to comment and say i ain't even tripping half y'all don't even know where i am oh apparently the police did because he turned himself in the next day oh boy so I love idiots. Social, That's just a, social media gets people all the time. It really how many, does. How many people get caught because of this? Oh, my God. Since I remember they, were, they actually said this back in the day. So when we were younger, it was MySpace. Yep. You know, by younger, I mean adulthood. Right. So th- they were saying that, like, MySpace basically ended the relationships of, like, 
30% of the oh, people in the world. Definitely. So it's like, oh, I'm getting all this attention. Look, this guy that I once dated this one time in like eighth grade, he, he liked my post. Yeah. And speaking of that, I actually, this was a meme that just absolutely made me laugh the other day. And it was somebody posted on their Facebook page. I wish I could play a song when I came to my, my Facebook page. And someone who responded like, the world has now hit where people do not know what MySpace was. Yeah. What was your MySpace song? I didn't have MySpace. You didn't have a MySpace? Dude, I'm slow to the technology, as you know. Yeah. Nope, I did not have a MySpace at all. Mine was Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy. Of course. I should have known that. I knew that. That's what it was. Oh it was after ever. I love Shawn Michaels. I oh love wrestling and I love God. the whole gimmick. So that oh was, of course, mine. And I may have a high inflated self worth, I guess. Love it. All right, Charity, follow along. I'm following. All right, make yourself a douchebag. I am a douchebag right now, just for right now. Just for right now. Yeah. You're wanted. Oh, I'm wanted? You have 16 outstanding warrants. Oh, I'm a, I'm a bad one. And you love being out on the lamb. Running I from love the law. I just said the lamb because that's my favorite. I know. And you're running from the law. I'm running from the law. Okay, my eyes are closed. I'm running as fast as I can. All right, so you're going to do everything you can to not be caught. I mean, you would think, right? Because you're on the lamb. Because I'm on the lamb. And you have 16 warrants. 16. So, I mean, Eddie Smith of Texas, you know what he did was opened up his Facebook and posted the following. So, I have 16 warrants out right now. LOL. They know where I am, too. They don't come get me, so it must not be too bad. Did they come get him? <laughs> well, it just so happens that an anonymous tipster, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> his ex-girlfriend, oh. rang up the old PD and let him know right where this criminal mastermind could be found. Amazing. Customer service at its finest. The local PD went right there and scoffed up good old Eddie Smith. Nice. So apparently it was that bad, buddy. Wow. All right. It's time for some real talk. There's one thing that I hate more than anything in this entire world. It's when people post a picture of me and tag me in it. Without asking you. Without asking me. Sometimes it's not a good picture. Let's be honest. I'm either going to have my double chin because my face is hanging the wrong way or my gut's hanging out. Something is not going to be appropriate about that picture. And my friends love to post those ones of me. It's like they look through their their, their phone and they're like, oh, this is the worst one of Mark. I wouldn't do that to you, Mark. I'm going to do it to you. Don't you dare. (laughs) You should do that little face that you do. That one right there. And I should take a picture and post it. Well, New Zealander Samuel Evans Lake came across the post of his mugshot on the Christchurch police page. He couldn't help himself from commenting, saying that he needed to get a new mugshot. Oh, boy. They responded by saying, come see us and we'll arrange a shoot at no cost. Amazing. Not to be outdone by those silly police officers, he responded back with the following. If only you were as good as finding me as you were with comebacks. Oh, my God. Unfortunately for Mr. Lake, the help of many tipsters led the Christchurch police right to his location. Oh and my he God. has got a new updated mugshot. Oh, that's not I'm happy for him. I love it because it's just oh, people like we've had what more are you than doing? one of these. That, I know. They, they saw their picture and they're like, No, that is not what I look like. I look way better than that and they contact them. Oh, absolutely. Charity. We all know nowadays with this whole 
climate that we have created in this country, you need to be really careful with what you say and what you do. Of course. Because you can never be sure that you're going to offend somebody or not. So it's just always better to be safe. Of course. Well, accused rapist and fugitive Dustin McCombs, who was featured on the Creep of the Week. I feel like they stole something from us there. I think they might have. Well, McCombs came across the post and proceeded to troll, troll, and troll some more. Oh, boy. With posts like, good thing I moved out of state. Oh, dear. And can I turn myself in in another county? You know, like a better one? Oh, my God. (laughs) And also, I ain't getting no fair trial there. And let's not forget the best one. I believe now, guys, I'm going to it's going to sound because we're horrible at pronouncing things correctly. Yes. I'm going to read it exactly how he wrote it. I can't wait. I just want to make sure people realize this is not me. This is the best one ever. He went on to say, I believe and I'm going to give it the southern accent. I believe it may be considered deformation of characters. Oh, he sounds like me. (laughs) Yeah, no. The whole creep thing? Uh, <laughs> douchebag. Amazing. I'm pretty sure the accused rapist and on the run part already took what you call Amazing. characters and threw them bad I Larrys out the window. Love these people. The comments charity go on forever, but it seems like he was really annoyed about the whole creep of the week feature. He, was, he got his feelings hurt, Mark, because he, he didn't think he deserved the creep of the week. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you did. But you know what? He was offended. He sure was. He was. Cancel the police department. Yep. I think it's safe to say that these oversharers never heard the line, loose lips sink ships. Love it. Me too. Love Yay. that new little fun segment. So good. All right, guys. So, Charity, you told me you have a new take on an old segment. You said a triple D with a twist. What's up, girl? It's a triple D in the nude. We've had a few already. Those are the best ones. So I decided they needed their own segment inside of a segment. And I have titled it, Naked Criminals in All of Their Nakedity. I like what you did there. Do you like that? I do. Let's just get into it. Roll it. I love it. A New Hampshire elderly homeowner known as simply Bonnie was awakened in the middle of the night by an intruder. This intruder was standing outside the 70-year-old woman's second-floor bedroom. He was completely naked and casually eating a sandy. (laughs) I love that. That's what you do when you break into a house naked. Bonnie yelled at him to leave, and he didn't. So she did what any 70-year-old woman would do and grabbed a nearby baseball bat and started swinging at the man. I thought you were going to say she grabbed something different there for a minute. I was like, whoa. Oh, but wait. Bonnie was able to chase the naked man off and told NECN-TV that she was very knowledgeable in self-defense. She was aiming for his four, quote-unquote, vital areas. Oh, you know, I love it. The ones dangling about. <laughs> she also said she was determined to protect her 21-year-old grandson that lived with her. After investigating, it appeared that the naked burglar climbed in through an open ki- kitchen window went into the bathroom, took off all of his clothes, then proceeded to make himself a sandwich. Nothing else was stolen from the house. Maybe he was just hot and hungry. I mean, he didn't even break in the window. It was open. Maybe he went to the wrong house. Maybe. He's probably like, what's this old sweetheart doing in my bed? So listen, can you imagine if Bonnie ran into this guy around town like, 
in the grocery store and she was like, hey, you're the naked dude. And she out of my house with a bat. How's it hanging, brother? How's it hanging? Oh, I like that. Sit still the same size. I love the fact that she was protecting her 21-year-old grandson. I know. It's he should so- have been protecting her. I think he was asleep. Unbelievable. Hysterical. I love this. I love things like this. Here's another. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In Sweden, an off-duty police officer was enjoying some, you know, me time in a sauna in his birthday suit, of course. When he looked at the naked man sitting next to him, he realized he was a drug offender found guilty of assaulting a public servant. This naked criminal took off after his sentencing and the police had yet had been looking for him. The two men in the buff recognized each other and the officer jumped to action and arrested the naked criminal. The officer wasn't identified, but the police department Facebook had this to say, according to the local. It was titled, Naked Arrest. I love it. (laughs) To our dear colleague, who kept your head cool when it was heating up to a potentially dangerous situation. Which head? (laughs) Despite being on your day off and relaxing in the spa, despite finding yourself in a packed sauna with a wanted criminal, you kept your wits about you and carried out an arrest while considering the needs of all. The post went on to say, we are everywhere. Even if you don't see us, we are there. That's Mark, sketchy. Th- Mark, this officer was seen. Oh, yeah. All of him. <laughs> Every bit of him. I don't like this. Everywhere. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Town? No. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? You have to see that. I don't know why I haven't. There's a part where they're running from the cops after they just robbed the bank. And they jump out. They get ready to pull their masks off. And they look to the left. And there's an old cop who looks like he's ready for retirement. The cop looks at them. They look at him. The cop just picks up his newspaper and looks down like, I didn't see anything. Not this one. Not That's this exactly guy. what I would have done if that, I was that cop. Nope, not this guy. He didn't care. He was arresting them fully naked. You know how slippery and sweaty it is. I know in a sauna? it was like that woman in the pool. No, oh, that, that one's even, better. Oh, this one's all sweaty and yes. gross. Yes. Oh. The other one had chlorine. It was half clean. That's true. I don't know why I'm carrying on with I this. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think you actually liked that one, Mark. Next. Twenty-one-year-old Matthew Crandall was arrested for breaking into Florida High School Miramar High and vandalizing the school property. I probably said that wrong. He was charged with criminal mischief in two counts of burglary. There's that criminal mischief again. I yep. love that. And that other word that I can't pronounce, the burglary, burglary? run. I always mess that one up whenever burglary? I read it. 
The Miramar police said that Matthew entered the school at 8 a.m. on a Monday and destroyed property for a full day, not leaving until Tuesday around 6 p.m. He painted the walls, flooded specific areas, and broke computers. Police said he caused $100,000 in damages. Oh, my God. And guys, he did all of this, you guessed it, while naked. He's in a school. That's inappropriate. I mean, maybe he didn't want to wreck his clothes. What's wrong with you, brother? I don't know what your problem is. That's gross. Listen, brother. Guys, if you find any nude criminals, well... Sorry, I'm wording that incorrectly. Charity wants you to send her all the nude criminals. Do not send me any nude criminals. If you find... If some guy who listens to this podcast sends you a naked picture of his junk and says, I ran a red light one time, I'm going to laugh. Stop it. I'm a criminal. I ran a red light. Oh, my God. Here's my winky. (laughs) My winky. (laughs) I love it. I can't. So I liked that that little tiny little new... Triple D. Use your words, Charity. There you go. Triple D. Triple D. I loved it. It wasn't bad. No, it was good. Nakedities. Overwhelming. What is overwhelming, I should say, is how many of them I could find. So kind of the same deal with me. I was like, I'm going to see a couple of these Facebook things. And I'm like, there probably won't be many. Oh, no. I have Facebook posts for days. See? People are just stupid. They are. So, what do you have for us this week? So, we are going to be talking about somebody that your daughter, Aubrey... Oh, you didn't. Oh, I sure did. She sent it to me, and I researched it right away, guys. Aubrey, Charity apparently loves you more than me. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. Aubrey, forward all Venmo requests for lunch... To, to charity, charity now from now on <laughs> that she sent me more than one but this one is um richard cottingham he's also known as the torso killer and oh she sent me this one before yeah she's you just didn't do any of them <laughs> no i didn't and the Times square ripper i love it yeah so i'm doing it because you didn't this is the way life works it is it's see fun. that guys if you don't do something somebody else will it's true <laughs> i think that's maybe what mark wanted i don't know <laughs> Because we all Game, know he, set, match. We all know that he likes to do the the report on the current things a little. A I little more. do. I wish I had my thing pulled up. I could hit my my little button, but I have them in the wrong button bank. Darn it! Oh, speaking of that, before we start this case, can we touch on the how many Montgomery real quick that they took out like a whole fridge? Oh yeah. So I actually noticed when I was at work because I, I I deliver near that area. So that whole side of town, I couldn't even get over near. Oh. So it was blocked off those couple streets. Oh my God. So the FBI was there. The basically what we would see on TV is like the CSI and all that stuff were there. Yeah. I think they're on to something. Do you think they are? They were down in the sewer drains. They were oh, scoping pipes. Oh, um, God. Took the refrigerator completely out of the I apartment. Know. I thought that was very now, telling. Now, let's remember, everybody, that they haven't lived there for quite some time. So these right. are new people that are then in that apartment. So it's not, there's a lot of people that are scumbags on the local pages that are like, Oh, it was a drug bust. It was this, it was that. No, these are brand new people living in that house. It has nothing to do with them. It was just, that was the house that those freaking douchebags used to live in. Wow. So you think they might've found something? I don't know if they found something, but I think they're on to something. Uh, and I, 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 it does stink because, and I don't want to speak ill of people but her mom is no peach either so like they're giving her a ton of airtime now on 
local TV and it's really starting. I can only speak for what I see. And I work in this town. I work in Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm there every day. I'm a man of the people. People know people. that. I talk to people all the time, and they're really, really getting aggravated with all the airtime she's getting because at the same token, she's not a, a wonderful right. person from what I've been told allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. There we go. I think I covered my bases. You did good. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch upon that real quick. We're just going to have to watch and see what happens next. So. And they also had that one that happened just up the road from us in Lowell where the little boy, Yes. they... Ended up finding him at, in did. a pond, and it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, they're doing a full investigation on how that happened. It's very sad. It was very, very close to where he went missing from, It was. Too. It was about two football fields. In Kudos to the the search team there. Yeah. They they were actually draining ponds. They well, were draining everything. Pools, everything. Right next to where he was being watched, um, there was a cornfield. So I'm thinking he probably ran into there first. And you you can't find. I mean, that's. Oh yeah. You know, but that was really sad. God bless him. Mean, beautiful little guy. Beautiful. That family, from what I heard, that it was less than a week that he was going to this new babysitter. It was like brand new, and it's just so horrible. And you hate to see that for everyone involved, the family, uh, the people that were watching. Like we yep. don't know what's happened. It's nope. just it's a horrible situation. As a parent, I could never Mm-mm. imagine being put into any of that. No, nope, me neither. So sad. So sorry for hijacking your story like I seem to always do. I think I did. I was the one who mentioned Harmony first. You did. Actually, I I take my my, apology back. I hijacked my own story. So take away from what I'm going to gather is a two-parter. Yeah, lately there's just been too much info. I have to separate it. Guys, two-parters coming your way. All right, here we go. Richard Cottingham was born in the Bronx, New York on November 25th, 1946. His family moved to New Jersey when he was 12 years old. He had two younger siblings. His father worked for an insurance company. His mother was a homemaker, able to stay home with her children. This was obviously more common back then. Now most families require both parents to work to support the family. So you did. You had more homemakers back in the day, which was kind of, you know, kind of a nice thing if it was able to do it. You know, nowadays, Charity, I have to go to work just to afford to put gas in my car to go to work. Oh, we're all with you, Mark. We're all with you. I feel bad for everybody. Yep. His childhood seemed normal. I couldn't find any adolescent mishaps. Upon moving to New Jersey, though, Richard was enrolled at St. Andrew's Parochial School. I almost said that wrong. And started the seventh grade. This was tough, though, because the 12-year-old boy didn't know anyone at the school. He was like the stranger from, you know, the new boy. Like, you've... In school growing up, you'd have oh, like yeah. the new kid who just moved here. So that's hard, right? Especially Don't you hate, like as somebody who we've all done this, we know there's different factions of people in school. They're the, the cool kids, the not so cool kids, the smelly kids. Yep. Like when you see somebody new coming to the school and you're like, oh no, they're going to the wrong table. Come with me. I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. see him like over there. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come with me. Yep. And it's like, oh, he went to the. The cool kids. I can't hang out with them anymore. Oh, Mark, are you speaking from the heart right now? I am. No, I was one of the cool kids, Charity. Of course you were. <laughs> of course you are. For this reason, you know, being the outsider, young Richard had a very hard time making friends. He was described as a loner that kept to himself. We've heard about this all the time. He had bad eyesight, um, so he wasn't really athletically inclined. Uh, in 1958, he found some joy in gardening and housework, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Kind of strange for a teenage boy, but he enjoyed doing housework with his mother. So his mother's probably like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Can I have him come live here? Because oh, I don't, me and Kristen mm, no. don't like housework. You do not I mean, want Have you him. seen my lawn? You do not want him 
to come live here. I've now officially mowed my my lawn twice this summer. Good job. I got to get myself on, you know, one of those people that come and mow it, one of those lists. There you go. Other than that, he spent his time alone in his bedroom. Not an odd behavior for a teenager. That That's not an no. odd behavior. I mean, that's no. kind of like their thing. There was something odd that he had a sudden love for. It now was you make me wonder. The love for homing pigeons. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it became almost a little bit of an obsession. Isn't that what Mike Tyson's into? Doesn't he have like a, they have a whole thing of pigeons? Yes, I think he does. Oh, my God. Have you seen the memes of him holding them together? And yes. it says, now, Kith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Sorry, that was bad. That was great. Richard moved on from middle school to Pascack Valley High School in Hillside, New Jersey. Excuse you. <clears throat> yes, let me clear my throat. Pascack. <laughs> he was no longer the strange new kid that was in the middle school, so he blended in a little bit more with his peers. While, go- while in high school, he joined the track team running long distance. He has later said that he enjoyed running the long distance because he could be alone. Part of a team, so looking from the outside in, normal. So, okay, he's now on an athletic team, but he's still by himself. So oh, yeah. Like that. This is, that was a good hiding spot for him. Right? Richard was far from normal, though. Oh, boy. It's been said that he carried himself with somewhat of an arrogance. It was also during his time in high school that he became obsessed with pornography images. Yeah, I was right there with you, buddy. Yeah, but just wait. You might say many high school age boys enjoy pornography, right? Yep. Not an odd thing at all. But Richard just wasn't looking at naked gals or pictures of individuals having sex. He was into the extremes, specifically bondage, but very, very rough and violent, like almost horrific images. All right. Let me stop here for a second. Okay. After our last discussion with bondage on here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have had no less than like 30 people send me messages saying that I don't know what I'm missing. Yes. I swear to God, we have some kinky creeps. So does that mean we can dress you up and whip you? No. No, I'm still like way lazy. Oh, you don't have to do anything. We're doing the whipping. Me and creeps. Yeah, that's kind of weird, though. Let's think about that. That's really odd. <laughs> that is odd. <laughs> but I no longer think it's that unusual people. Yes. Because I get some people telling me like, because I'm into some weird stuff. Yeah. But that just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. But if you're willing to put the work in for the enjoyment. I'm not? just telling you now, maybe, you know, the juice is worth the squeeze from what I'm hearing. Oh, snap. I'm just telling people telling me like, I don't know what I'm missing. So oh, well. I don't know. Guess you'll just ha- we'll just have to wait and see, huh, Mark? I do. I've had some people send me some pretty elaborate, like, yeah. Nice. I feel like I was in the wrong uh, creep group. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. You'll have to show me them later. Carry on. <laughs> he ultimately graduated in 1964 and knew what he wanted to do for work. Kill he- people? <laughs> Stop jumping ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. That one was right there. It was a little hanging fruit. He found computer technology. <laughs> That's what she said. Right. Uh, Sherry's high-fiving herself and patting herself on the shoulders. He found computer technology interesting and became a computer operator right after graduation. He then got a job working for his father at Metropolitan Life Insurance Company while taking computer classes at night. Sounds like other than the obsessive porn issue, he was on on a good track to succeed. Within two years, still working part-time as a computer guy, he also got a job at Blue Cross Blue Shield. This was in New York. He also found himself a nice girlfriend named Janet. 
Janet does sound like a nice girl, I have to say. Do you ever hear names and then try to put a picture to it? Yeah, we did that with that cute little elderly one last yep. episode. I have Janet in my head. What does Janet look like? Janet is about 5'4". Okay. And my, my eyes are closed, people. I'm building the picture. Um, what's that one with the glasses from... Oh, what's that cartoon? Scooby-Doo. Oh, Wilma? Wilmer? I think that's her name. I, I'm picturing Wilma? her like her. Oh, yeah. Kind of a bob cut redhead with glasses. Janet's cute. Yeah. All right. I think that one from... Have you not seen the cosplay people dress up as her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Oh, here we go. Cosplay. Yeah. I can't. Things seem to be moving along perfectly. He has himself a nice full-time job at a large insurance agency, makes extra money still working on computers, and has found himself a steady lady friend. Mark. I like the way you say lady friend. Yeah. Mark, maybe this isn't going to turn bad. Yeah, maybe not. Do you think it won't? I'm pretty sure it's going to. By 1970, Richard and Janet would tie the knot. The ceremony, ceremony was at Our Lady of Lords Church in Queens Village, New York. The two set up home in Little Ferry, New Jersey, and would eventually have three children together. Hmm. Richard, Richard came from a nice Catholic family. So from the outside in, he was doing everything right. He married a nice girl, had a home in a nice area, and three beautiful children, and was an excellent provider for his family. No one would have ever guessed that he had already murdered someone before he had even married Janet. Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's going to get wait. juicy right off the bat. A lot of times, like it's not till the second episode. I know I was over here kind of rolling my eyes and like, oh, I got to hear about this guy as a you know, kid and all this stuff. You're like, let's roll in. And we have to know about their childhood. Let's stab them. <laughs> let's backtrack a bit to 1967 and introduce a lovely woman named Nancy. I believe it's Shiva, Shiva, Shiva Vogel. This 29-year-old mother of two was reported missing by her husband. She was last seen at her church on her weekly outing to play bingo. I love bingo. Nancy. She was just playing bingo. She was a busy mom, and probably this was her one night out with her friends. Nancy always wears skirts and is a blouse woman. That's what I picture when I, when I hear the word so? name, name Nancy. Yep. Oh. Plays bingo. I love bingo. You got to go back and try to do that again. It's a big thing now. I gotta do like, it. Like um, among the younger crowd, it's not just older people. We that should do all it. go play bingo do instead of going to the bingo? bar. Yeah, instead of us all going to the bar, let's go play bingo. <laughs> Video it. Oh my god, this would be great. After three days missing, Nancy was found in her car, dead oh, in no. Ridgefield Park. She was naked and tied up. It was obvious that she was sexually assaulted. Her cause of death was strangulation, and police believe the attack and murder all happened in her car. Her clothes, this is a little strange, but remember this. Okay. Okay. Her clothes were found folded neatly next to her. And this was noted as odd. So they were folded like. A psychopathic behavior. Correct. Like they came directly from the dry cleaners. Yep. Yeah. Richard, I don't think my clothes are ever folded. Oh, God. Like literally. Yeah. No. My, my, live in a, my clothing live in a laundry basket. There's the clean basket and then. A dirty basket. The questionable stuff and then the dirty basket. I'm not even going to ask about the questionable stuff. What's like, the, I've worn it once, but yeah, screw it. We'll do go for day it, two. Give it a big sniff and yeah. it's fine. It's like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Richard and Nancy knew each other as they both lived in Little Ferry. You see, Richard had a type. 
he was definitely a boob man. He huh. always had been. As we move forward, we will see how evil this obsession becomes. Me? Not so much. Nancy had been a beautiful woman with very large breasts. What, you're a, bo- a butt man? Oh, yeah. Oh. Guys, Mark's a butt man, just so you know. Yep. Sure am. <laughs> it wasn't known at the time that she had been killed by a serial killer. One that was obsessed with sex and had a very particular type. Sadly, Nancy's death would remain a cold case for 10 years. That's horrible. Richard was known to commit petty crimes as well. October 10th, 1969, he was arrested for drunk driving while in New York and spent 10 days in the clink. There it is again. I I knew you were going to use that again. (laughs) He had to pay a $50 fine on top of a short stint in jail. Wow. Drunk drivers got off really easy back then. Yeah, 50 bucks. Sorry a week. Wow. That's nothing. I have a question. The way you said it scares me. Yeah, he and Jana were a couple during this time. Didn't she ask questions and wonder why he was gone for 10 days? I mean, me and Kristen are a couple, and, like, I take off for weekends, and she doesn't ask where I was. Yes, because you tell her. She knows where you're going. Sometimes. You don't just take off. (laughs) He's he's so full of it. Or did she know about the drunk driving and just overlooked it? Probably just like, yeah, he's done worse. In 1972, two years married, he was arrested for shoplifting. He didn't do any jail time, but he had to pay another $50. The very next year, he was arrested again, this time for robbery and sodomy and a sexual assault. Oh, now we're increasing. This happened in New York, and luckily for Richard, the case was dismissed. So you're going to see that a lot of the victims are um, prostitutes. See, back in that time period, I noticed that, almost, and it's horrible, and I'm not justifying it, but I feel like back in that time period when things happened to like a prostitute or somebody like that, it was looked as like a, eh, okay. Or like the prostitute is afraid to press charges because they might have some charges against them. Yeah, but more like, I just feel like people look down upon those people oh, yeah, more def- back in the day. Oh, it was definitely. just like, well, I mean, it was a prostitute, so I mean, it's so only that bad. Right, yeah. Almost like they're, I mean, there's there's still people. It doesn't Us, matter what they do. Yeah, I agree with you. Us as people are weird. We met, We touched on this a little bit in the last episode when we were talking like a little bit like John Doe killed 17 women and strangled, you know, five babies. And people right. are just like, okay. And there's then you get to the point where, and he even killed the family dog. And everyone's like, yeah, <gasps> the I know. dog? I know. I know. Like, that's just the, we're wired as weird people. I know. On October 15th, 1973, Janet gave birth to the couple's first child named Blair. Only four months after becoming a father, Richard was arrested yet again, this time for unlawful imprisonment and robbery in New York. This case was also dropped. So this dude's like been pretty darn lucky. He's getting lucky. This was all the while he was, quote unquote, happily married to the woman of his dreams. He was definitely living a double life undetected. Well, it makes me wonder how much she knew. I don't know. Well, it gets into it a little bit more. Janet would later say that many nights her husband didn't come home and there were times he was gone for days at a time. The first four years of their marriage, the Cottinghams lived in Ledgewood Terrace Apartments in Little Ferry. By 1974, Janet was pregnant with their second child and it was clear they needed a larger place to live. February of 1975, the family began to rent a three-bedroom house on 29 Vreeland, Vreeland with an V, (laughs) street in is it Lodi or Lodi? L-O-D-I. I think it's Lodi. 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 They'll, they'll tell us. Creeps I don't tell know. Us. New Jersey. 
they talked about somewhere like similar to that in Sons of Anarchy, and I think they pronounced it as Lodi. Lodi. I'm just you know getting my info from Sons of Anarchy, so take that for what it's worth. Very reliable. Their second child, Scott, was born in March of the same year. Janet would go on to give birth to Jenny, the couple's last child, on October 13th, 1976. Jenny! Jenny! Richard actually had an apartment in New York, telling Janet it was because some nights he would work so late it wasn't worth coming home. Hmm. Right? I worked like three in the morning and I work an hour and ten minutes away from my house. Did you ever watch the series Mad Men? No, I want to. That's so on my good. list. So he had his own place in the city and he told his wife it was, but, but I mean, he wasn't killing people. He was cheating. So it was different, oh. but. Um, I like my house, so I like to come home. Yeah. When he was home, he would spend almost all of his time in their basement. Janet wasn't allowed down there and none of the children were as well. And when she finally did venture down, this was like way, way after like he was arrested and stuff. She found women's clothing, show, shoes and jewelry. Hmm. Janet knew Richard was having affairs and even filed for divorce in 1979. She took it back and ended up staying married with him, though. Without Janet's Janet's knowledge, Richard's crimes became more and more horrendous with every year that passed. These crimes involved violence and sadism to the extreme. Wikipedia says that sadism is the enjoyment of inflicting pain or humiliation without pity. Achievement of sexual gratification by inflicting pain or hum- humiliation on others or watching pain or humiliation inflicted on others. We see this in many of our cases, unfortunately. Yep. There have also been many serial killers able to pull off a double life. Ted Bundy is a perfect example. He was charismatic. He was good looking. He was friendly. It's been said that Richard was a narcissist. Charity, I have to stop you. Is it something important? Well, I... I'm looking over at you. Yeah. Do you have something on my face? Your eyelashes have wings. I have winged liner on today. <laughs> I was, I'm like staring at her across the table. I'm like, something is off and I can't well, figure I out what it is. I came from work. So I have like my work makeup on. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought there was something. <laughs> Not ca- just Red Bull gives you wings. Charity's work does too. Yeah. They're like, they're like the cat eye thingies. I see that. It, yeah. it just threw me off. That's I couldn't why figure Sophie out what tried it to is. kiss me on the lips when I got here. She actually did. She was Made so me cute. super jealous. I almost threw her outside. Yeah. It's like he's a little traitor. He's talking about me. He almost threw me outside. No, <laughs> Sophie. <joking. laughs> okay, let's get back. So we, I had just said that Richard was a narcissist, and many know what this means. But again, I asked Wikipedia to explain it to us. Narcissism is a self-centered personality style characterized as having an excessive interest in one's physical appearance and an excessive preoccupation with one's needs, often at the expense of others. It's clear that Richard was driven by his own needs. He had the need to sexually assault and steal. And if that kept him away from his family at times, then so be it. He didn't care. December 16th, 1977, a woman named Marianne Carr was discovered in Little Ferry stuck between a fence and a van. Richard was clearly cocky and thought he would never be caught, committing another murder so close to home. Marianne was just 26 at the time of her death and had just started her career as an x-ray tech. The young woman was still in her work scrubs. Her pants had been cut and her left leg was sticking out. A huge clump of her hair had been ripped out and placed on her right leg. Her shoes were missing. Her feet had cuts all over them and her chest had been mutilated with lacerations as well. Marks left on her wrists and ankles made it clear that she had been tied up and tortured. Her mouth had been covered with tape and she had a horrible mark around her neck, suggesting something had been tied around it. 
it had been discovered during the, her autopsy that she had been stuck, struck, excuse me, struck in the head with something which had caused her to hemorrhage. Marianne was well endowed in the breast area. She was five feet tall and only weighed about 115 pounds. The last time anyone saw her was in the parking lot of the apartment building where she lived. The Ledgewood Terrace Apartments were visible where the young woman's beat up body was found. That's so sad. I wonder if she was just getting home from work and this asshat was just waiting to grab her. Ugh. Sounds like it. I also have to go back to something you said before when his wife ventured into the basement. I think I didn't take much into account of that at the time, but I'm wondering if these are all his trophies is what makes me wonder. So I guess we'll probably you looking at me odd has me now wondering if I've jumped ahead. So I apologize. Lord, I apologize. Oh, dear God. The neighbor that last saw her said she had been talking to a white male in the parking lot. She had said the man looked like he was in his early 30s with brown hair. Richard had a dis- very distinctive look. Okay. He was about 5 foot 10, brown hair, hazel eyes. He had a few skin-colored moles on his face, and his eyebrows were very bushy. Very bushy. It's You're bushy. looking at my eyebrows. I know. No, I saw yours aren't. Yours no, aren't. mine were touching my glasses last oh. night, so I was like, I got to trim no. them. I thought you were trying to give me a hint. No, no, I would have just told you I need to trim your eyebrows. I'm going to do it once you leave. <laughs> it was discovered that after taking Marianne, Richard took her to a nearby hotel room and raped her. He also cut her, beat her, and had bitten her for hours. So this is just a total freaking douchebag. Yep. Richard was known to bite the breasts of the women he assaulted. Bite right through the skin. <gasps> yeah. He then tied her up and strangled her before care- carelessly dumping her body where it was found. Marianne's murder would be a mystery for many years as police still had no clue they were dealing with such an evil serial killer. If Richard's plate couldn't get any fuller, he decided he needed a girlfriend. You know, because a wife, three children, two jobs, and a side gig of raping and killing wasn't enough. This woman's name was Barbara Lucas, and their affair went on for three years. And that's really all they kind of said about that. There really wasn't much more about Barbara. I have questions. I do too. What do you have questions? You see this in a lot of these killings where people will stalk people and then just kill them. And then you'll see they'll have a girlfriend or a wife. Mm -hmm. What in their head triggers like this is a person I need to kill or this is a person I want to make my girlfriend? Like how? Yeah, I wonder that too. Really odd where it's just like because you'll see it. I'm not trying to put anything physical, bad, good, otherwise. But some of these murder victims are like very beautiful women. Yeah. And you'll see them like, why did he decide to kill this one? And why did he make this one a girlfriend? It's just something in the head. I guess if we figure that out, we'll know a lot more about how killers are. Right. I mean, you you, you sustain a girlfriend for three years and you yeah. don't harm her. I don't get it. And you have a wife. I mean, who knows if he did things to them that were unpleasant. I didn't really go probably. into it here. But probably, but not he didn't murder them. It just, it's always just hit my head where I found that odd. Yeah, That's that all. is odd. That's a really good point, actually. That's something we should I have one once in a while. look into. As we will begin to see, Richard enjoyed women that he thought looked like a prostitute or women that were prost- or women that were prostitutes. Just like in many of our other cases, these women are sometimes targets because it is thought that they don't have family members that will be looking for them. Sad but true. Yep. March 22nd, 1978. Instead of being home with his family, Richard was drinking at a bar in New York after work as he did many times. Because, you know, he doesn't need to be home for his family. You know, why not? This was the Third Avenue Tavern, and this sicko quickly noticed a beautiful blonde sitting at the bar. This woman was Karen Schilt, and boy, was she Richard's type. 
She was five foot five and weighed about 140 pounds with beautiful blue eyes. Karen had worked at a local restaurant named Tuesdays. She took her break at 6 p.m., went home to have dinner with her boyfriend and the father of the baby in her belly. That's right. She was pregnant. It wasn't made clear if she knew if she was pregnant or not at the time. Like, I didn't know how long. Okay. I mean, she was at a bar drinking, so I don't know if. Maybe. Didn't know. Or back then. I don't know. It it was different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up in a, a household where we had one of those station wagons. Oh, yeah. That had the rear facing seat. So me and my older brother would hang out back there and my parents would smoke like chimneys in the front. Oh, yeah. Look at me. I turned out fine. You're totally fine. Secondhand smoke. What? No, you're totally fine. After dinner with her boyfriend, Karen went back to work and finished her shift at 8, finished her shift at 8 p.m. She went right to the tavern and ordered a drink. This is why, again, I wondered if she knew she was pregnant at the time. That said, things were different in the 70s. So like you just said. Yep. We don't know. Richard has said that he was very confident and would only approach the women that he thought were the most attractive. The cream of the crop. No one was out of his league. This is exactly what he did when he saw Karen. He walked right up to her and introduced himself as John Schaefer. The two sat down and and had a couple of drinks, enjoying some nice conversation. At one point, Richard outright asked the young woman if she was a prostitute. Kind of ballsy if you ask me. He's lucky she didn't punch him in the face, but Karen just told him she was not a prostitute. So if somebody asks you that, it really makes me wonder, like, that's a pretty ballsy move, like you said. Like, was he hoping for a, like, oh, yeah? Like, it makes yeah, me wonder. I, I don't know. I, obviously, he was attracted to prostitutes because he, as you'll see, well, we'll just continue on. Okay. As the conversation went on, Richard kept trying to get her to admit that she was a prostitute. She was probably like, what's this guy's problem? <laughs> Told like, him I wasn't. I told you I'm not. Like, it's not going to change. After a bit, Karen decided it was time to go home. She was also feeling a little dizzy. Her apartment was on 94th Street, which was about a mile away. She said goodbye and started to walk home. She became increasingly dizzier and began to feel really sick. She knew right then and there that someone had drugged her. Richard, being the gentleman that he was, had followed her because she didn't look well. He offered to give her a ride, not able to walk and not thinking straight. Karen agreed and got in the car. She quickly realized that they weren't headed towards her apartment, but instead headed out of the city towards New Jersey. You get it? Like, this is weird. This is something weird. He does this a lot. Like, he goes to, to New Jersey, like his state that he lives in. He takes them out of the city and brings them to his, closer to his home. You don't go home. You go the opposite way. I don't know. I think it's this whole, like... He thinks he's better than everybody. I'm better than everyone. Yep. I'm not getting caught. I haven't gotten caught. I'm right? smarter than you. If I was, you know, in the 2000s, I'd post it on Facebook. Of course. Yeah, because they can't catch me. <laughs> she felt so sick and so out of it that when Richard offered her a pill to make her feel better, she took it. This pill was two and all. It was originally introduced as a sleeping pill in the 1940s. Between the 1960s and the 1980s, two and all, two and all was used as a recreational drug. It was actually a good thing that Karen took this pill because she was passed out for much of her assault. Ugh. Richard drove to a parking lot near Ledgewood Terrace Apartments. Again, same apartments. Karen would go in and out of consciousness and vaguely remembered hearing Richard say that he used to live in that area. See, like, what's he doing? During the hours of her horrific sexual assault, Karen also remembers waking up to the severe pain of him biting and ripping into her breast and then quickly fell unconscious once again. Richard must have, been, must have thought she was dead because he left her just laying on the ground. 
Raymond Auger, a little fairy police officer, found Karen laying on the ground with her breasts and genitals exposed. He could see how badly she had been attacked. She looked dead, but had a slight pulse. Raymond called an ambulance right away, and she was brought to Hackensack Hospital, and miraculously, Karen survived her attack. Blood work confirmed that she had been drugged. Karen had a great deal of injuries all over her body. Here are a few. She had bruises all over her legs, cigarette burns on her left breast, a busted elbow, scratch marks on both her breasts, and more than one bite mark on her chest. The bite marks become Richard's signature thing. Looks like he is starting to slip up a bit, not making sure his victim was dead before leaving. Maybe he is finally getting a little too big for his britches. Yeah, he's getting too cocky. Yep. He's already gotten away a bunch, so he's like, this ain't going to catch me. Yep. Let's hope so, but we won't know for sure until the next episode. <laughs> oh, darn it. Sorry, guys. These cases are just too long for one episode, and I want to get as much of the information out as I, as I can because this guy's a wackadoo. All right, guys, we appreciate you as always. Remember, text and voicemail line 603-212-4600 or info at casewatchpodcast.com while Charity's moving her arm back and forth to get her stand achievement on her Apple Watch. And can we also have them go and give us a nice five-star review? How do you do that? You go to Apple Podcast, right? Did I do yep, that right? you did. And then you go to Case Watch Podcast. And then you go to where it says leave a review and you either just leave five stars or you leave five stars and write something fun. Douchesaurus. That's this week's word. Douchesaurus. Douchesaurus. I love it. I love it. Guys, we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.